0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 31 of the Creative Marketing Podcast with me, your host, Angus Boyle. On today's show, we're going to be joined by a bona fide expert in the NFT space. His name's Matty, he's also known as DCL Blogger, though as he reveals in the show, he's about to rebrand as NFT Blogger, which makes more sense. I think the original name was from Decentraland, which is like where he started in his exploration of the uh the whole nft space but if you have any interest in nfts what they are how they work how to get started in the space how to start understanding it start doing your research etc etc this is a really strong resource as a starting spot to to start and develop your understanding a bit of nfts um and i thought it was a fucking great conversation also fun fact for episode 31 it's probably the only time i'm ever going to be the same age as the episode number so you know that just means this episode has some sort of special place in history um obviously don't forget to go check out com. newly updated with tons of new stock tons of new bizarre product descriptions um have a look check out some paintings even if you don't want to buy one just take a look just go on the website so I get a boost in website traffic and, you know, I can I can get my kicks that way. Um, and also, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to leave a review, don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast, share an episode with someone you think might find it useful, etc. And other than that, let's just get into the show. It's going to be a fucking good one today. I think you're going to enjoy it. Have a fucking great one. Cheers. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Podcast and we are live today on the show i am joined by matty aka dcl blogger aka an expert in the world of nfts matty welcome to the show
1: what's up what's up guys Uh, pleasure to be here
0: pleasure to have you thank you so much for taking the time i really appreciate it um i guess to kick us off can you just give people a bit of your you know your origin story what 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 your life looked like up to this point and how you sort of ended up in this, in this space, I guess. Yeah, for sure. First of all, I'm a
1: bit sick, so I apologize if there's some coughing <laughs> <popping> and sneezing <laughs> in this uh, podcast, but for sure, like, um, you know, I started off, I guess, if you rewind it all the way back um, about eight to 10 years ago, I decided to work for myself uh, two years out of university when I studied civil engineering. And then I was like, you know, I worked two years and I didn't really feel in line with what I wanted to do. There were just too much like business urges that I needed to fulfill. So in the second year of my uh, graduate program, I quit and uh, started doing online business, whatever that meant, whether it was trying to develop a phone application or um, start blogs or websites, um, all kinds of things. Right. But at the Mm -hmm. core of this, I learned marketing. Marketing is like the number one skill that was required. So I, I, Eventually shifted to um, just um, e-commerce and using Facebook ads to sell stuff. Um, doing some drop shipping, selling some merchandise, and, and utilizing paid advertising to sell um, physical products. Um, that continued all the way up till from 2014 to say 2017, or was it 2012 to 2017? Actually, yeah, uh, somewhere nice. between 2012 to 2017, and then 2017 crypto bull run happened. Um, and I've been watching Bitcoin on the sidelines, like I am think many people watched on the sidelines, but got involved in 2017. I was one of them, um, got involved in somewhere May 2017. So luckily, not too late, um, I rode the wave up, rode it back down, um, <laughs> and then I stumbled upon NFTs in 2018 uh, when everything was coming crashing down. When I joined a Discord called Decentraland and people are buying and selling these virtual lands. Uh, which for me I didn't know they were called NFTs all I knew was you could do something with virtual land on the blockchain and there wasn't a set it wasn't like a cryptocurrency there wasn't a set value to these this was the value was defined by the people and it was very vari- it was variable right like so for one land someone would pay $100 but for that same land the next day someone could offer you like $5000 mm-hmm. just because they wanted it more it was in a better location so it was a completely different space and to me that was an eye opener and I, yeah, I, I just bought and sold land for two years, pretty much full time, and um, that's how I made most of my wealth because I accumulated mana token, and then through that I was able to diversify and explore other spaces. And now NFTs have come to, you know, um, I mean a lot more. And and I'm blessed to be early and and just navigate and having having
0: fun in the space. Amazing. So for, I suspect that there's probably, uh, probably about half the people listening to this don't even know what an NFT is. So for the the complete noobs listening, can you give like a, just a quick overview of what are NFTs, how they, how they work, mm-hmm. the sort of basics and applications of them?
1: Mm-hmm. So what I want to say is NFTs aren't just art, because I think that's mm-hmm. the common perception right now. When I got involved with NFTs, Uh, NFT stand for non-fungible tokens, right? Um, The other side of that coin are what's called fungible tokens. And fungible tokens are what you see um, currently in the cryptocurrency world. So Ethereum, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, every single cryptocurrency you see is a fungible token. These are tokens that live on the blockchain that all have the same value, no matter if that Bitcoin was mined six years ago or whether it was mined today. Um, you can still trade that one Bitcoin for another Bitcoin and that's what makes it fungible. That's the quality in these assets that make it fungible. So non-fungible token is where each token that's created um, has a unique um, value proposition or is uniquely different. It's different. So whether it be different in aesthetics, and that's where art comes into play, where each token is a different art piece, or whether that token represents a different virtual land, because you know you can integrate these tokens into your game and say, well, if someone owns... Um, this token with this ID, then they own coordinate 4051 in Mm Decentraland. So this token can be used to do a variety of different things, whether it be um, land, whether it be art, whether it be a game item, whether it be um, an insurance policy wrapped as a token and suddenly you can sell that insurance policy. An NFT represents basically everything and anything digital that can be uniquely defined or given a unique value to. So yeah, art has kind of taken the show um stolen the show and just uh made headlines but at the core of it like when we first started um art wasn't a big deal it was there but you know people were exploring games and people were exploring land and i think in the future in the coming one to three years we're going to go back to um the value proposition of what an nft is being a very spread
0: kind of uh encapsulating multiple industries rather than just art yeah, okay. And do you think that will come about through more of a crash in the art or a diversification in the space where the the utility across different spaces become more apparent? Um, That's a good question.
1: For me, you know, like I, I've been on the sidelines with, in the NFT art industry for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it first propped up in 2018, maybe mid-2018 somewhere, when known origin, I think super rare, and a couple of these started, and you know they started to sell art. And to me, you know, art on on blockchain just didn't make sense. I was like, this just doesn't make sense. How can how can it make sense when so many people are going to create art in the future? Isn't this how's is this going to be investable? But from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty, the only industry that's been consistently um, going up in value um, has been the art industry. And so that's why I jumped in in 2020. So yeah, like right now, we're com- we, we, you would think that, you know, prices have gone through the roof, that we need to come down a bit. And I think we will. But if I have any bet on the longevity of any NFT industry, it would be the art industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it pull, pulls back or goes up, um, yeah, it will do those kind of moves and it will zigzag a bit. But I feel like it will always continue to go up because there's always collectors that want to own an art piece of a certain artist. Like mm-hmm. I have some art pieces that I'll probably never sell just because I love them. I bought them at a time where that was special from an artist that was special to me with, with a story that was special to me. And I would love to own these, right? The only way someone could take it off me is if they just um, offer me a crazy amount of money or just something mm-hmm. really cool comes my way. So I think, yes, um, there'll be some sort of, I don't want to call it a crash, but there'll be a realization that Um, there can be more done with these. So there'll be uh, some of these NFTs will definitely pull back in prices because so much supply was sold, but there will also be an exploration into, all right, well, what else can be done with these NFTs? Can we make venues in Decentraland and use them as tokens to enter these and do Q&As with the artist or a DJ or a club uh, where where Eminem comes and performs to those that bought his um, NFTs on Mm -hmm. Nifty Gateway? Um, Or can they be used you know can they be used in a game maybe someone makes like a, a fortnite style game where the skins are designed by the artist and you can activate that skin if you have if you bought the nft on Nifty gateway i think it, it's it just makes sense to explore what else can be done in this space yeah
0: um it's funny you said there the the different things being built on decentraland i was watching actually one of your videos about Decentraland, and i was thinking oh it'd be mm-hmm. super smart to set up a an NFT gallery there. And then like about 30 <laughs> seconds later, you're like, and there's already about 80 galleries in, in Decentraland. Yep. So it's uh, <laughs> not original thinking by me there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Decentraland and, and these projects have a lot of hidden gems in them. That's just They're hard to find because you have to jump in and find them all, but they're there. And yeah. as the projects mature, I think the visibility will become more apparent.
0: Yeah, I feel like the other part in my mind is as there's as the experience of actually quote unquote visiting these places becomes more and more accessible and sort of, I guess, realistic in a sense, that's when it's really going to unlock in my mind as well. Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: You mean accessible in terms of like the load times and lag? Yeah. And all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think um, <clears throat> like the gaming, I, personally, I feel like the NFT token standard um, was kind of created mostly to penetrate the gaming industry because it was like, well, you know, why are we buying all these skins and game items when we can't trade them outside of the ecosystem? Like we can't trade them. We just buy them and use them in the game. That's cool. But why not? Why shouldn't we be able to trade them with other people? And I feel like one of the biggest draws for NFTs were, Hey, instead of selling just the game item as a skin, you can sell it as an NFT and other game developers can take those NFTs and incorporate them in some way. And so suddenly these platforms can speak to each other. Um, but, yeah, I think NFTs, um, they're going to mean a lot. And, uh, you know, games, it's, it's, it's going to be very apparent with games. And the thing is that these games and platforms take two, three years, maybe four years to build a solid, fluid platform. Mm-hmm. So things like Decentraland and Somnium Space and whichever game probably announced it was creating something two years ago, I think... They're going to start to come into full fruition in in the coming one or two years, where it's like really smooth to navigate them. It's the onboarding experience is really smooth. It it makes sense to have a presence there because it's just like an easy and and a well quality you know four years mature project. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think the gaming industry still needs some time overall because the NFT standard is only like four years old. So art is pretty easy because it's yeah, just a token yeah. that represents that links out to an art piece. But games and stuff, obviously, that takes time to develop.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch how it progresses. Why is it, do you think, that it's sort of in the last year or so has been exploding so so aggressively? Um,
1: I think any industry that has any sort of steady growth will go exponential at some point. That's been mm-hmm. my findings over whether it be a game that's increasing its user base or whether that be a token that's increasing its price and value like Bitcoin, um, whatever has a steady increase um, of user base or value um, or community over at least two to three years eventually ends up going exponential. Because um, I, I remember I used to buy e- um, e-commerce websites or just websites on Flipper.com, and that was my number one metric. You know, it had to be three to four years old plus minimum, and it had to have steady traffic growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of those cases, they would go up exponential because it just hits this inflection point of self. You know community promotion where people there's enough people there that they can make noise that's enough yeah. for people to come in but i think this was um accelerated by the the fact that um DeFi, which is um uh, a term that we use in the crypto space called decentralized finance where people that have cryptocurrencies uh bitcoin and ethereum you know they can take self loans on um, some websites like Ave, or they can, you know, uh, pool their money there on Uniswap and provide and earn um, a yield or, or an income. And, and these projects got very, very popular because people were earning quite a lot of money. They were able to take loans without going through the traditional system. And it was completely disrupting the whole financial space. But this thing blew up um, somewhere early to mid last year. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing is, in order to do these things or engage with these websites or protocols, you had to download a MetaMask Um, and a MetaMask uh, for us NFT people was a core thing that we've always had to be able to purchase NFTs. So Mm -hmm. we were like, before this thing happened, we were like, Oh man, how the heck are we going to get everyone to download a MetaMask? Gas is a pain in the ass to deal with, Um, you know, this pop up windows just doesn't make sense in games. But then suddenly we had this massive new community that were engaging with DeFi that all had a MetaMask and, you know, thousands and thousands of people were coming in, maybe tens of thousands that had the right tools now. Um, and we're also making quite a lot of money because, you know, the DeFi craze happened Yeah, and people yeah. were just making a ton of money. And so they had the tools and they had the money and they were like, ooh, what's this NFT thing? And suddenly they were playing around with NFTs. So when NFTs hit the big, you know, the big screen in the crypto space, everyone kind of paid attention. Everyone knew how to participate. And that first kind of wave in our own crypto space where NFTs made um a big splash, that was uh a huge thing for us because before then NFTs was just this small industry within the crypto industry and no one was really paying attention in the crypto industry. Now if you're in the crypto space you know what an NFT is. And now mm-hmm. it's kind of penetrating the real world as well. So yeah, I think uh that was a big deal um to to um
0: contribute to the NFT wave. I love that the crypto world and the real world. The normal people are adopting it. That's success. <laughs> um, yeah. It can be confusing, I, th- I would think, for people that don't understand crypto. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm still getting my head around a lot of it too, to be honest, but I'm, I'm starting to figure it out, I think. Speaking of which, my next question is, um, which I suspect you may well get asked a lot, if someone, let's say, I'll use cryptocurrency, uh, seeing as we're, to make myself seem less like a normal person. If if someone has, say, 0.25 of an ETH, a quarter of an ETH to invest, it, what would you suggest that they do? Where should they start? Where should they look? Any any thoughts on where they should start investing, basically? Um,
1: it's a very tough question to answer. It probably changes um, once
0: a week as well with the, the, the yeah, fluctuations it, it, and everything.
1: <laughs> you know, if this was a, a more... If this was a less volatile space, I would have a cleaner answer. But the, mm-hmm. the reality is crypto changes flavors uh, almost every day. You know, it's it's crazy. Like one day Dogecoin is, is going 7x. Mm-hmm. The next day, this Shiba coin comes out of nowhere and suddenly that's doing crazy numbers. Um, you know, and... You feel confident with your nft decision when you invest um day one and then day three you're like what the heck did i just buy <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like this space requires you to have some disposable um investment money yeah and i also feel like this space requires you to have a, a, a very strong mindset of well you don't know whether this thing is going to go up so i'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket i'm going to spread across maybe some art maybe some games uh, maybe I'll buy some cryptocurrencies related to NFTs, like the top ones. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll um, experiment with some higher risk ones, some some more newer ones. Maybe these will do really well. The thing about this space is it doesn't really require that much money to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the other day, um, a uh, a image was shared to me, which was a snapshot of a spreadsheet where a um cryptocurrency trader had bought say fifty different dogecoin replica um spin-off coins right like Shiba mm-hmm. coin Hock coin husky coin god like all, all of these like random coins and he put like a thousand eight hundred dollars i think um start of this year that portfolio today hit 3.5 million dollars wow and it was i know wow, <laughs> right and, and some of these like hundred dollar like uh, some of these Two hundred dollar investments were sitting on millions of dollars, uh, or hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of price appreciation. So I think, like, I know. Traditionally, we think that you know we need to have a good amount of money. We need to place it on things that we believe in the most. And yeah, that kind of makes sense. But the crypto space is so variable that to me, the way I invest is, I look at some industries that I like and I can connect with. So any collectible project that I personally like. So say if Pokemon comes out, I'll probably go pretty hard on pokemon Mm -hmm. because i love pokemon Uh but if digimon comes out you know i wasn't that connected i don't really understand the space as much like nba top shot came out i didn't really understand it that much i mean looking back it would have been smart to put in some money but i didn't (laughs) but you know i didn't understand it so i didn't go in you know i miss Mm -hmm. i miss many opportunities but the ones that i do truly understand and love they're the ones that 99 percent of the time i end up making money on not just because i love them or the investment strategy was good just because I understood it because naturally and organically, I found a fit there with what I like to do and how I like to invest. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing would be to just, just, just book out three to four weekends and understand the NFT space. Maybe go to my YouTube channel and there's an NFT kind of mini course there for 14 videos on the history of NFTs and how it started. And then kind of start to join some discord and, and get some information and then experiment. You know, um, if you have a couple of thousand dollars, understand that probably half of that you might just throw around and probably not see back but that's Mm -hmm. your learning curve everyone has to lose money to learn um in my opinion that's how this works i know some other people may disagree but in my opinion you just don't learn strong lessons until you lose a bit of money that's how it sticks to you uh because it's only when you put a bit of money into something that you're so financially and mentally uh, invested that you know, you can't stop yourself from learning and being more involved and, and being on top of things. So for me, when I first started, you know, I bought some decentralized land, I bought some Ethermon, I bought some Axie Infinity pets, I bought some cryptocurrencies. Uh, some of these worked out, some of these didn't. But mm-hmm. then those that did work out, I, I, I tweaked the investment
0: strategy and continued to dive a bit deeper. Nice, okay. Are there any either sort of newly released or up-and-coming projects in the space that you're you've got your eye on?
1: um hmm. to me what's important is not so much the new ones to be honest Mm -hmm. Uh, the new ones have a lot to prove themselves to me you know i come from a like there's part of me that's experimental but uh, a big part of my investing is conservative in the sense of you know for projects been existing for three years and there must be something special to it kind of like crypto punks crypto punks If you were three years late to CryptoPunks, you would still have made an enormous amount of money. It didn't need to be new. It just needed to exist and show the world that it was steadily increasing. So for me, what's important is which projects are still out there building when it's been one year, two years, three years. Um, I keep my eye on new projects. So for example, Bored Apes or MeBits or um, any new NFT project that comes my way, I will keep my eye on it. If it hits my radar six months from now, then I'll reinvestigate a bit more deeper because I'm like, wait a second, this thing didn't disappear. <laughs> this thing didn't disappear. There must be something special to this. So that's what triggers me to look a bit deeper. And I, I don't mind being six months or one year late. If mm-hmm. it's going to be a 10-year industry, then if a project is going to be a 10-year project and you're getting in one year later than launch, one you've, you know, you're not getting in at the most riskiest time, but you're also getting yeah. in when... When there's more data to give you a sense of, okay, well, our money's safer here than it is on launch day. Yes, launch day right now is really hyped. If Mm -hmm. Mibits can do eighty million dollars in sales within like a forty-eight hour period, that's insane. I I can't. (laughs) I, I don't know what to say. Like, that's that's a lot of money. I'm not sure how it can continuously go up from that point onwards. Yeah.
0: That's such an interesting point about the the CryptoPunks as well, how even if you're you're in late, you can still be super early in the relative scheme of things. Um, and I, I feel like that's probably the exact opposite to the strategy that a lot of people, because people have heard all these get-rich-quick sort of stories, I think a lot of people are now in the space chasing that rather than doing mm. the sort of fundamentals and doing the research and actually looking at the data. They're just trying to find the next piece of hype sort of. Mm. so it's it's very interesting to hear that take
1: um usually what people do mean, go on <laughs> uh, sorry to cut you off but usually what people do is they try and get in early on things right mm-hmm. um, but the thing about the crypto space is a lot of volume and hype is generated when it's that early launch day kind of space um and so when that hype dies down in two three days after launch is finished then you've got to ask yourself well what's the next thing why would people come in when all the early stuff has been picked up? Prices are already pretty high. Um, will it continue to go up? Will Is there a big segment of the market that want these things, that want to come in? And when they when will they come in? Will they, will they come in three months from now, six months from now, two years from now, when the industry is more mature? Um, there's all these questions you have to ask yourself depending on your strategy. A lot of people actually go in very early um, on the launch of a project and they trade. So like me, Um, There was a lot of people flipping stuff and NBA Top Shot. There was a lot of people going in there, buying and selling, buying and selling. And yes, they did invest early, but they were also cashing out. So, you know, 60 to 80% of the strategy was buying and selling and trading and making sure that they were realizing their profits. Mm -hmm. And 20%, they were like long-term holds. All right, if the project dies down in volume and hype, uh, they made their money um, and they've got these assets that they were long-term hold, but at least they're realizing their gains by trading. And a lot of crypto and NFT investors do this. And this is one of the reasons why there's a lot of hype as well at the start is because there's a lot of people just trading and just, you know, buying something for $500, flipping it for $2,000, reinvesting that $2,000, flipping it for $4,000 mm-hmm. in that two days to sometimes, you know, two months hype period. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of that. It's it's a weird space. It's That's why I feel like you need some experimental money because... Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to go in some of these projects to be like, oh, it's a great long-term hold. This is going to be something like CryptoPunks where you're holding three years. But then one month later, you're going to be like, oh, shit, it's probably not going to be like that. (laughs) And you're not going to be able to cash out your money. But that's okay because that's an experiment, right? You're experimenting with other parts of your, Mm
0: -hmm. with multiple
1: things. Um, So you have to learn that way. And and you can't be too scared about the industry. You just have to treat it like a long-term thing in the sense of, it's very broad. It's very quick. There's a lot of things you have to learn. But with learning also comes the loss of some capital. But mm-hmm. with that comes a lot of knowledge and experience. And with that experience comes a lot of, you know, fine-tuned um, investment strategies that one year, two year down the track, when you are, um, you know, consistently profitable or you've made, you know, even just one or two investments can do amazing for you. If you bought like $100 CryptoPunks three years ago, you forgot <laughs> yeah. about it. You know that that would have made you like almost hundred thousand dollars. So, yeah, it's an insane world.
0: Amazing. Speaking of learning, you you mentioned your YouTube channel earlier. Just so people can can make sure they can find it. What is it, so that they can? Uh...
1: Um, it is a DCL blogger. It is uh, back when I first started Decentraland. I started a YouTube channel just to kind of cover the project and and share some stuff for fun and then you know the nft industry grew much bigger so i just started covering everything yeah dcl blogger on youtube i'm actually going to rebrand to nft blogger quite soon so i'm not sure when this is going to be published but uh, whichever one so it'll
0: probably still be there but
1: yeah i've got all the design ready i'll just have to announce it so maybe mid next week nice it'll okay be NFT, it'll
0: be nft blogger all right that <laughs> yeah. so might be exactly around the time this is uh released there that you're nice. rebranding so that's exciting nice um a lot of the people listening i guess this sort of target audience for this podcast is creatives who are learning how to market themselves you know like painters comedians musicians all of that sort of stuff so i think a lot of people who might i be it now or be it a few years down the line sort of Benefit from the NFT space and probably look to experiment within the mm-hmm. NFT space. Um, do you have any words of advice from, you know, your experiences, what you've seen, I guess, working and not working in the space for someone who maybe is considering creating their own NFT or their own NFT project about where they should start, what they should consider. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. Firstly, I hesitate to give artists advice to, or or. In a way, I feel like I'm telling them what to do. And I know artists like to do whatever they want to do. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. you know, first of all, like, uh, if anyone's listening to this and you're new to the crypto space, you know, everyone's quite wel- welcoming there. It's kind of a different world, right? Um, Things don't work the way they do in the tra- traditional world. Um, I'm not an artist. I'm not an art collector by tradition in the sense of I haven't really done art collecting beyond the last eight months when i got involved you know i i luckily got involved at a time where art was blowing up or was just about to and so i made some really mm-hmm. good investments and and connected with the art community and i've been obsessed since but before that you know my knowledge is, a, is isn't there but what i have learned is the traditional art world there's a lot of gatekeepers there's certain ways of doing things you know you make your living from doing commissions and selling merchandise and selling art and galleries um there's, there's certain ways to do things but in the crypto world um it's a bit different uh you know you have to i feel like in the crypto world it's a lot of digital uh not validation but just a digital presence mm-hmm. um i remember when i was looking at um, artists to buy one i had to love the art it had to just stand out um to me two um i had to know and have confidence that this artist knows how to tell their story online uh, because to me it was well this, this space. The world is going to move digital, storytelling, mm-hmm. um, buying things, existing is going to turn digital. People will exist in VR one day um, doing things. So for me, I, I wanted to, this is my strategy and other people have different strategies. But for me, it was important to, um, you know, buy art from someone that was exploring and, and experimenting with this new digital space, whether it was VR or AR or just just managing their social media, really. Um. And, and a style that was unique. And, you know, there's no, there's no substitute to a, a, an artist that is continuously, um, you know, perfecting their art. And I think that's mm-hmm. very visible to those that are experienced in this space. You know, they can tell whether you're, you know, just styled yourself an artist three days ago and just want to make, you know, some quick dollars. Or if you've been in this space for years and you've been, you know, perfecting your art or, and, and really giving this space a shot, um, the art space in general, people can tell. Um, I think you'd want to you know connect with the art community um, mm-hmm. some experienced artists maybe Coldy or Josie or you know by now there's quite a lot of you know experienced artists uh, that that have been here for some time that can tell you like which platforms to sell art on or which how much numbers to mint all that sort of stuff sometimes again, like I hesitate to give too much advice because you know you got artists like to do whatever they want to do but i know some people come to their art space uh the crypto space and they make their art and they mint everything so they mint like hundreds of different art pieces they put they list you know thousands of they they, they mint one art piece a thousand times so that they, mm-hmm. you know there's a thousand supply of the same art piece and suddenly there's so much supply that it doesn't really feel special to buy from that artist anymore because as crypto investors um, you know, we've come from a background of investing in things that are scarce. So Bitcoin, there's only 21 million of them. Ethereum, there's only X amount of them. Um, you know, each token or crypto that we invest in, we know the total supply. We know how much supply will be released into, um, distribute, distributed into supply in the coming years. We know all these financial mathematical met- uh, metrics, right? So in the art world, if there's is too much supply and it looks like there's just going to be unlimited minting, there's no real price appreciation um, opportunity there. Mm -hmm. So I know that puts a lot of NFT art investors off. So I see people doing well, just experimenting with, you know, one art piece, uh, maybe minting it three to four times, or maybe just minting it once, and then making a social media um, account and just starting to speak and network with people. But then maybe that that one sells, and then they mint another piece of art, and then that one sells. And then once they're on the fifth or tenth piece of art, they've got like five or ten collectors. They're basically going around collecting collectors. I feel like that—that's yeah. the most important thing. Um, and if you just throw like thousands and thousands <coughs> of um, art pieces out there, and you're not collectors aren't going to be, um, you know, enticed by it, then you're not going to collect those collectors. Yeah. So. You know, if you're going to have five or ten collectors that are known in the space for going heavy, then that's going to encourage other collectors to jump on board and maybe buy some other pieces. So I would, I would advise to start slow, and then just explore the space, and then uh, maybe connect with some artist communities as well, just so you are, you know, helping each other out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, any thoughts on how to find those communities, or um, you know, how beyond sort of, I guess, going on your YouTube channel, what are the other Places maybe people should start if they're they're just getting into the space? Mm, good question.
1: Where are the artist communities? I feel like they're on Clubhouse. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm mostly in like virtual land and, you know, NFT art, um, more in the investors world. So we, as an investor community, you know, we talk to each other a lot. The art communities, you know, I think it just starts with a DM. Like, I'm sure yeah. if you were to just DM someone on Twitter that's been in the space for six months or something. Um, just ask for help you know they can direct you to the right places I'm sure there's some discords around that are art centric um, I'm not in any artist discords because I'm not an artist or a creator yeah. or an investor which we have like you know I can I can tell you those discords but um, I'm not sure if it's going to be much benefit there because there's not much artist advice yeah but okay, I yeah. think it just starts with just knocking on the doors of some twitter accounts some discords you know nifty gateway I think um, there's some people in there in that Discord, in the super rare Discords, in the Makers Place Discords, you can probably start engaging with some artists or investors and ask some questions there. That that would be some good places to start.
0: Okay, amazing. Um, I've got a broad sweeping question, but I'm just intrigued to hear any thoughts you have. What do you think the future of the space holds? Where do you think it's going to go and what do you think it'll look like over the next five or 10 years?
1: <clears throat> I think... Um... You know, I have a very long-term vision. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know if it will come It will come to this, but in my opinion, we're moving to like the Ready Player One reality where yeah. we're all living virtually. Uh, there's so much to do in the virtual space. There's con- You're connecting with other people. You're taking all of your assets along with you to different platforms. Uh, your digital assets, like your cryptocurrencies, your NFTs, these are being displayed in different platforms in different ways. So, for example... You know, that NFT you bought on Nifty Gateway, that weekend NFT you bought on Nifty Gateway suddenly turns into a the weekend avatar when you take it to Decentraland, mm-hmm. or it turns into a song when you turn it, take it to another platform, that same NFT. So I think we're we're going to transition into a space where the technology will start to speak more of what can be done with these NFTs. So to me, um, yes, buying art was what I was doing with Nifty Gateway and these other art platforms in the early days, but in the back of my head, I, I felt like I was buying these tickets to further experiences that in years to come, the creator will continue to add some sort of utility to. So like I said, you know, you take it to Decentraland, it could be a ticket to a club, etc. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to go into the direction of mass utility. Uh, three to four years from now, there may be some game platforms. There'll be some, you know, art gallery projects where you can have your gallery up there and just drag and drop your NFT straight in Um you know, there'll be ways to display and interact with your NFTs much more than what you can do now, which is mostly just holding your wallet or tell your friends about and share a screenshot off to people. Um, but yeah, I think once the hype dies down and the technology keep uh, catches up and people experiment and then two to three years down the track, there's way more to do in this space uh, to integrate that art into different spaces, whether it be a skin in a game. Like art, artists are quite core to all of these projects. Mm -hmm. Um Decentraland would be a pretty boring place if it wasn't built by artists. (laughs) If artists don't come in and and build like, you know, mysterious places to go check out. It just it's just not gonna be fun, right? So I feel like artists will experiment more and then play around with Decentraland or like other virtual worlds and games and you know, games will integrate artists to do stuff there, and then suddenly you're not just buying an art, you're buying an art piece that's also ten different other things in different platforms.
0: Yeah, exciting times ahead for sure. Um, I know we're coming up to time, and I know you're not feeling the best, so I don't want to take much more of your time. But my last question is: I think we've you've told people roughly it's it's DCL bloggers, soon to be NFT bloggers, where mm-hmm. people can can uh, find you. But any any parting words of wisdom or call to action for people listening? Um,
1: just take your time with it. Uh, this isn't something that's just going to come up and disappear. It's just an ongoing thing. So if you're an artist, maybe you can incorporate a little bit of NFT strategy to to you. You don't have to transition completely. Um, But, you know, experiment with it. Play around with what can be done. Connect with some people in the space. Uh, Take your time with it. It's not going anywhere. You're not missing the boat by being late. I think people uh, just stress themselves too out. want to be early too much. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, connect with some people but just enjoy yourself. I think people are just too caught up in wanting to make sure that every dollar they put in makes them a money back. Um, you know, every if they go into something, that transition fully. It's complete career change. But, you know, a lot of this, a lot of people that made a lot of money, whether it be with Bitcoin or Ethereum or NFTs or art or land, is really just us experimenting and having fun. We were like, oh, what is this thing? Let's put in a couple of hundred dollars or let's sign yeah. up to it and see what's up. Whereas now people are, you know, going all in or like, you know putting in a ton of money and trying to invest and 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 forcing themselves to come up with a, a profitable result and you know i feel like you're just forcing a a result in some cases you have to let time take its do its course um, and just enjoy yourself i think it's just it's it's a space where so much can be done there's so much emotion and connectivity and people and, and opportunities that the longer you're in it like if you enjoy yourself you'll stay in it longer if you go in mm-hmm. there and you get sick of it, you're like, oh, I'm going to give it a shot for two weeks. And if it doesn't work out, I'll, I'll just leave it and do my own thing. Then, you know, you're not really reaping the benefits of it. So, yeah, take your time, enjoy yourself and uh, educate yourself. Go to DCL Blogger if you want. I'm sure there's many other YouTube channels that will also help. But, uh, yeah, just have fun.
0: But, yeah, definitely go subscribe to Matty's YouTube channel full of pearls of wisdom. That point about about taking your time and that that point about the crypto punks really stuck with me about how even if you were late you're early. Um, I think that's a great mindset mm-hmm. to take into the space. And one, one I'll definitely take away from from our conversation today. Um, man, it's been a serious yes. pleasure. Really interesting conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat, and yes. uh, I hope you feel better soon. Thanks. Thanks, mate.
1: Yeah, I should be feeling better in the next couple of days. But yeah, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure being here and, and always sharing and just having a discussion on the NFT space. It's always been fun to explore it.
0: Amazing. Well, I'm excited to go do some more more exploring after this conversation. Um, yeah. And I hope some more people listening are too. Um, awesome. Thank you very much. I know it's it's 11pm for me and 9am and for you. So I'll have a good start to your day and I'll have a good night's sleep. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Take care. This has been the Creative Marketing Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in again next week for another episode of the Creative Marketing Podcast with me your host, Angus Boyle. (sighs) Uh, Other than that, check out com. Leave a review. Share the podcast with your friends. Uh, Don't know what else to say. Have a great day. Just continue being a wonderful person. Spread some joy in the world today, why don't you? Do something nice for someone else. And see you next time.